Welcome to Hashtag Human Podcast, the podcast where we look at all the things that can come up for us on our road to success. Those human tendencies that have us feeling like we're not perfect, that we're not exactly the way that we feel like we should be. Today, I have a very special guest I'll be chatting with, the amazing Vix Maxwell, better known as the New Age Hipster. Victoria Vix Maxwell is the creator of A New Age Hipster, a spiritual home for good witches, lightworkers, starseeds, and spiritual seekers, a priestess for present times, modern mystic, and spiritual teacher in Converse sneakers, which I just think is amazing. Um, Vic supports her worldwide community in reconnecting to their own light, inner guidance, and power through soul readings, courses, online spiritual development circle, Kundalini yoga workshops, podcasts, blogs, social media channels. You, she's just got it all. <laughs> Honestly, there's so many resources out there from Vix. Um, she's a best-selling young adult fiction author of the Send Pulsar Saga series, author of Which Plays, Empowerment and Enlightenment for the Modern Mystic, published by HarperCollins, and The Angel Among Us Oracle, published by Rob Paul Publishing. So, as you can see, she's pretty amazing, and we get to chat with her this morning. <laughs> so um, let's just start, Vix, by you introducing yourself. Who's Vix the woman? Mm, yeah, when you said you were going to ask this question, I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's so hard to answer because, like, you go on so many of these podcasts, like, because I've been doing this, um, I've been running my business for eight years. So in that time, I've done, like, quite a few podcasts and had lots of conversations with people and they always ask about your work and your background and you know what have you done and how did you get into this work and it's like when you're like oh what about Vix the person it's like wow okay um let's have yeah. a go answering that sure <laughs> um so yeah I mean I do kind of feel like I try very hard to be one of those people online that's like what you see is what you get like I've really tried hard not to um you know go for the whole, the whole like making my Instagram look like something completely different to what my life is actually like um so yeah it's it's um yeah it's, oh gosh such a such a great question um but my background's quite interesting like how I kind of got into doing spiritual work before I was doing this I was a teacher for many years um, and I worked with uh, one of the jobs that I had was as an autism specialist teacher. So I did that for quite a few years, working in um, special schools and um, autism units and all of that kind of stuff, which I guess is a really, um, it's been a really important part of, you know, who I am as a person. And that's something that I've continued to be passionate about. Um, as I've kind of done this work as well, like I'm really passionate about disability and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, these are the things that people probably don't know about me where they see, oh yeah, she's written a woo-woo book and she's got, does all these tarot spreads and whatever. And it's like, yeah, I used to work in special schools for you know, six years or whatever. Um, and before that I was a high school teacher as well. So I used to um, teach English and drama in high school um, and then before that, I was um, into music theatre and I did a degree in music theatre. So I was like singing and dancing all day, every day. So yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, it's really like, you know, I think people, um, 
you know, they see a couple of posts on Instagram and they think that they know you because they're like, oh, yeah, she wrote that book and she does tarot and whatever. And actually there's like all these other things that have kind of, um, you know, contributed to who I am as a as a person. I think people do like to make assumptions, though, like they like to um, build their own idea of the character that you are. And sometimes when you actually start to share more of the character that you actually are, there's a little bit of, you know, a little bit of conflict there. It's yeah. really interesting you say that you're a high school teacher because you do write young adult, adult fiction. So mm. how much of that comes from that experience you had working with kids? Oh my like gosh. young teens all of it all of it yeah um so yeah so I remember like when I was in high school I had a really tough time in high school and I think most of us do for one reason or another um but I didn't enjoy high school like I found it really really tough and um I remember we had a student teacher come in and you know someone asked her you know why would you ever want to be a teacher and she was like oh yeah I don't know it just seemed like a good idea and I, I remember having this like this visceral physical response to that and I was just like I couldn't think of anything worse than being a high school teacher like that would that was like my worst nightmare and then um you know, I did this degree in music theater and came out of that three years later realizing there's not actually that many jobs in, in music theater. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, no, true. So yeah, I was kind of, you know, stumbling around for a little while wondering like, what am I going to do with this degree? And what am I doing with my life? And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just get into teaching and see if that's something that that I enjoy. Um, so that was kind of more about Oh, well, I want to do drama and I want to share the, you know, all of the stuff that's really helped me. I want to share that with other kids in, you know, in high school teenagers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then I just got really into it. And I, you know, I went to my first teaching placement as a student teacher and I loved it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fun hanging out with teenagers all day. Like, they're so interesting and they're so like complicated and just like it's just yeah and they're so much fun and they think about things and they're so it's emotional. so true that's why I feel like honestly that's what I love about my kids I don't do a lot of parenting very well like I, I probably really <laughs> suck at parenting but I love spending time with my kids and I love how cool they are like I, I love the fact that my kids can talk to me and I can go you are freaking cool yeah. <laughs> I, I really, you know, as a as a teacher, um, yeah, I just really enjoyed hanging out with teenagers. Like it was really refreshing after hanging out with adults for so long. And it's like it's this whole other world where, you know, it's this teenage, this teenage world. Um, but you know, having said all of that, it was really challenging at times. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think one of the hardest things that um I've ever had to do is stand up in front of a group of you know, 30, 14 year olds who don't know you and try to get them all to do something. <laughs> it's like, that's really difficult. Um, so yeah, so I did that for quite a while. And then um, the more I kind of got into that, the more I, that's when I kind of started to move into special education because I started to really connect with, um, you know, my students who had other things going on. But yeah, in terms of the, the fiction writing, um, yeah, I got so many ideas from, from uh from teaching teenagers and um in my young adult fiction is about the first book is essentially about this girl who she's having a rough time at high school you know which i think again many of us can relate to definitely identify <laughs> finds a time traveling portal 
in the school and she goes back in time and she has this she has this adventure but there's um you know there's also this character that I wrote that's a high school teacher and I, I kind of like to think there's a little bit of me in her like when I yeah was, when I was teaching so yeah like so much of it was inspired from from that definitely but also my own time in in high school and I think um you know I kind of feel like I think most of us feel like this but I feel like I'm still a teenager in many ways like you know my body changes and I have more ex life experience but in some ways I still just feel like I'm 17 on the inside. Oh, totally I um I turned 46 on Friday and I yeah. literally had like a complete meltdown cried for four days <laughs> because my body doesn't work the way I remember it and I still have all those same dreams and um mm -hmm. belief and just outlook on the world that anything is possible but then my body like I go to move and my <laughs> knee gives out and I'm like wow reality is really not not kind <laughs> but no I, I my kids often tease me because they said that I'm I'm forever 16 emo so <laughs> I love that <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your business but um along the lines of like so when did it start did you know that this is where it was going to go to and like what were the kind of what was the evolution of it yeah so I definitely didn't know when I kind of first had the nudge to put some readings out there well first of all I saw it started as a blog so that was kind of the first nudge was um you know I'd been getting back into my my own spiritual practices and I've kind of been a dabbler like on and off I've done lots of different had lots of different experiences and lots of different you know paths I was um pretty hardcore Wiccan for a while and then I went to the church for a little while and then I came out of that and I was <laughs> like you know looking for the next what's the next thing um so yeah and then I kind of it's around like 2011 2012 where I started to really kind of feel the call to get back on the spiritual journey not that you're ever off the spiritual journey but you know I felt the, felt the call to get the tarot decks back out and to start kind of you know doing it a little bit um a little bit more than I had done and uh, yeah, I got this nudge to start a blog and it was really the intention behind the blog when it started was just to share my journey. So it was kind of almost more for me than for anybody else, but it was like, oh, if somebody finds this interesting or useful, then, you know, that's, that's cool too. Um, and then I started to just kind of share, mostly I was sharing about, um, tarot and my thoughts on the tarot and how I was reading the tarot and um, you know I was doing all of these like pop culture um, tarot spreads and then I was doing posts about you know oh let's dissect friends and we could you know who's Phoebe in the tarot and who's Monica and all of that kind yes. of stuff which was yeah which is really fun um, I can remember most of these yeah, things like, I think so I've been following you now. for a while <laughs> Um, but yeah, people started to like resonate with those and, you know, I was getting some comments back in the day when people used to comment on blogs um, and yeah, it just kind of started growing from there. And I didn't, at that time, I didn't really think, oh, I'm going to be a professional tarot reader or do this as a job. It was kind of just something that I felt I wanted to do. And then I started to um, kind of get the nudge to, to do a few readings. Um, and then I, you know, went on this journey I did a hundred free readings because I was like who am I to do readings I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> like you know this is this really useful for people so um I followed the advice of this this guy who was um one of my tarot teachers at the time and he was like yeah do a hundred free readings for, for for feedback 
in exchange for feedback. So I did that and I was really kind of surprised that people actually liked my reading. So I was like, oh, you know, maybe this is something that I could do. Um, and then I started selling my readings on Etsy and it was pretty slow going at first. Like I think, um, you know, one of the stories I like to tell is that in my first full year of business, I think I made about 33 pounds. So like, I don't know, 50, 50 bucks Australian in a year. That's, if that's a profit, um, was that yeah, profit? Yeah, well, yeah. you're rocking it then. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, and that's, you know, I was still working full time teaching at that time as well. Um, but yeah, and then it kind of um, slowly started to grow. And then the word kind of got out and people started to, more people started to come for readings. And then people, um, I had like a lot of repeat clients who would come like, you know, month after month for, for a check in and a chat. Um, and it just kind of grew from there. And yeah, there was no real point where I thought, you know, oh, this is going to really take off and do something. But I was kind of um, struggling at that time with teaching. Like I kind of was starting to burn out with yeah, my, yeah, with with teaching, which is something that happens to so many people in in teaching and you know all these other other jobs that are similar. It took me um, less than two years to burn out teaching at TAFE. Yeah. yeah, it happened that the second yeah. year was COVID and everything went online and I was one of the only ones that could do online, like, yeah, teaching. So that didn't help. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, but I hear yeah. I think burnout is really easy for anyone in that space where we're responsible for helping other people. Yeah. Grow. It's, um, yeah, it's hard going. So I, yeah, I got, I was getting to that point. So I was kind of, you know, in my just sitting in the in the bedroom and just kind of like oh angels help me find a way to get like what am I supposed to be doing because it feels like I've done my I've done my time teaching you know I feel yeah. like there's something else but I didn't really know what it what it was so I just kind of kept following the little the breadcrumbs as I like to call them the cosmic breadcrumbs and like okay I'll do a few more readings and I'll do this and um, did you have your YouTube channel yet fixed Had yeah, you set, yeah, think, yeah yeah that was one of the first things that I that I um that I set up like once I kind of started to think oh maybe I could you know grow this and um start doing some readings for people so that kind of started as just you know doing these I did these like weekly readings for a long time on YouTube where I'd just pull a few cards and that was kind yeah. of good practice for reading um, <laughs> but it was also a way of you know letting people know you know this is my reading style if you're interested you can get a reading with me that kind of that kind of thing so and so when did you start reviewing decks was it a similar time or yeah I think it was yeah. kind of the same time like I started once I started my YouTube channel I was like oh I could do some reviews and um, you know, that was another really great way um, at that time to get some engagement, get some people to find out about you because everybody wants to look at what's the new deck. Like, oh, totally. Love videos. <laughs> um, yeah, and I made those for years and then I just got really, like, again, I got burnt out from doing deck reviews because I'd done so many and it was like, oh, gosh. And then people had started to send me, like, all of these decks, like publishers and indie um, creators and I started getting these like massive piles of decks and it was just yeah. like oh my gosh okay this is starting to get a little bit overwhelming like it's a full-time job now just to do deck reviews on YouTube so. and it can be hard when um like uh as a 
I'm a deck collector. Like I collect decks as well as create them. So, um, and I've done like not many reviews, but I've done a few, but I felt I stopped doing reviews when I got my own decks because that was like, <laughs> I felt a little bit rude then <laughs> doing reviews. But um, I know that there's been often times when, I'll get really excited about a deck and I'll work with it. And it's nothing to do with the deck. Like the deck uh, visually and element wise is a fantastic deck. But for me in that moment, it's just not, uh, it doesn't work. So I, I think that when you are reviewing decks, it can be really hard sometimes when you have to just focus on if someone else was reading this deck, would they enjoy it? Even if you don't, you know what I mean? And I found that really hard. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. difficult. Um, I think what I what I ended up doing was like in the early days, I'd just review any any deck that I came across. I'd be like, oh yeah, make a video about this. And then as I kind of went on that journey, I started only doing reviews of decks that I really loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you know one came came into my life that was kind of like, oh, I'm not really feeling this. I just, <laughs> just didn't review it. I, um, yeah. So what I do is like I I you know I said to people if they wanted me to review their deck. I didn't guarantee that I would make a video, but I'd, yeah, always, I'd always share it on Instagram, like on my stories, yeah. so that if somebody does resonate with it and they're like, oh, wow, look at this, then, you know, it still kind of helps people get the word out about their work. Yeah. So I know that you, during your time, have come in contact with quite a lot of um, negativity and bullying because of the way you read tarot, because of the way that you use elements from Christianity and angel work and a whole lot of different areas. As an observer, I've watched this play out online and I just wondered how you have dealt with that, how it made you feel and how you've moved through it. Because I think that's really, really important information for anyone who could be going through similar out there. Yeah, the, fir the first time it happened to me, I don't think I dealt with it very well. <laughs> but I think this is part of the this is part of the journey, right? When you put when you start putting yourself out there, you don't really expect well i think there's always like a little bit of fear of oh god what are people, what are people going to say but you're not really prepared for it and it's only when it when it happens the first time that you're kind of like oh my gosh like it feels like your whole world is is crumbling and um yeah i had this really horrible experience where um i was on this tarot group it was a a, a tarot group for professional readers by the way as well this isn't just you know, random people who are into tarot. This, these are professionals who are, um, you know, out there selling their selling their readings. And usually selling their, uh, teaching other people. Yeah. These are teachers as well. Yeah. And as a yeah. teacher, you would know that that space is quite a special one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember um, joining that group and thinking, wow, you know, like this is amazing because I finally found my people. I finally found a community of people who are into what I'm into and, we're all just as weird as each other and this is going to be amazing you know like all my best friends for life are going to be in this group like that was kind of my yeah my naive you know where <laughs> I was at the time I was like oh we're all going to be best friends forever and, like riding on unicorns together um and I very quickly realized that that's that's not true like just because people are spiritual or they're into tarot and you're into tarot does not mean you're going to be best friends and I kind of you know I was hope that was my that was my big my big hope um but yeah I got into a really um really horrible situation in that group really early on where um people were talking about intuitive tarot read readers and I'd always kind of identified myself as being an intuitive reader because I don't just turn over the cards and think about what the card the traditional meaning of the card mm. 
like I turn over the card and for me, it's like a springboard to whatever wants to come through, whether it's, you know, angels, guides, the person's higher self, some like past life situation coming through, yeah. like whatever comes yeah. through, comes yeah. through. And the cards are just kind of the, um, the catalyst for that for me. Yeah, like, they're the tool how... that you use. And that's kind of, yeah. I'm, I really understand this because this is what I teach my tarot students yeah. who are, and my Oracle students, but also those that are creating decks. This is what like, and that mm. idea that, what you're doing is you're trying to connect with that person's subconscious. You're trying to make it yeah. so that that tool will hit something for them and they will be able to share all that insight that it brings up for them. That's exactly what I think these tools should be used as personally. I yeah, I, I resonate with that so much because I, I just think like we all see something different in the cards in every mm. moment and it's never going to be, oh, well, the tower always means X, Y, Z. It's like it can mean something totally different. And for some people it's like, you know, oh, the tower's a warning to, you know, sort yourself out. For other people it's like this is what you need to get on your path. You know, there's all sorts of different. different some people needs. can't sort themselves out. Some people literally need it all just to go to shit before they're going to be able to pick anything yeah, up. Sometimes That's I, just the way it is. Yeah, I've been on this path for a while and sometimes I still need that as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So yeah, we were oh, we were having that conversation in in the group, and I you know told everyone, oh yeah, I'm an intuitive reader. I just I just turn over the card and I just see what comes through. And there was such a negative response to that in that group, and people were like, oh you know you've got to you've got to do the study and you've got to understand the symbolism of every single card from you know the you've got to know the Kabbalah and you've got to know astrology and you've got to know like every everything that's ever ever yeah. happened. Yeah, and the thing is. I thought it was more than negativity. I actually felt you were completely bullied in that platform. And yeah. as a yeah. reader of over 30 years myself, like probably about 35 now, I have done heaps of study. I've read so many books. That doesn't mean that anything, everything I've read has to go into how I interpret the card in any given moment. So I honestly felt that people in there that were teachers that are teaching the new generations showed complete lack of empathy and encouragement to a really talented upcoming reader that was how I felt at the time oh thanks for that yeah because <laughs> yeah, I think the um the thing that got really ugly was like it wasn't just you know one or two people disagreeing and then you know a couple of people saying oh yeah whatever you know it's fine it ended up being this whole thread where everybody like everybody thread. yeah everybody started just going on about how stupid I was and how dumb I was and why don't you go and read a book and like all of this stuff and it was like yeah and I know I reached gosh. out to you behind the scenes at the time because yeah. for me it was like that can really stop someone from even being in that community I've oh, had yes, my own yes, run-ins yes. in a spiritual community that I know if I hadn't had support and the right people there I would have just walked away I would have just mm. thrown my hands up and said no this is too hard and, and it hurts too much do you know what I mean yeah. so for you what did you use as your safety net in that place like how did you be able to walk through that and get to where you are now yeah, well, I think, you know, having people like you reach out and say, you know, we don't all think like this. <laughs> um, I I actually cried, like I cried yeah. over that. It had been a long time since I'd cried over bullying, you know, like you have, yeah. you have the, or you have things that happen at work and you like, you know, you feel like you want to want to cry or whatever, but it was like, it was, it's definitely the first time I cried about something that had happened online. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. Well, because, you know, we didn't grow up with, um, with these online spaces so for me it was like you know the first time that I'd really experienced experienced that 
And I said to um, my husband, who wasn't my husband at the time, but I said to him, you know, told, told him what was going on. And he was like, just got to leave that group. And I was like, but this is the tarot professionals group, you know, like these are my people. And he's like, they're not your people. They're not your people. He's like, no, like, if they're treating you like this and you feel like this, you just got to just got to leave that group. So that's what I did. I left that group and um, I took a little bit of time out to kind of recover from <laughs> from it all (laughs) yeah um and then you know I think that was sort of the thing that made me think I want to start a Facebook group and that was when I started my um spiritual journey pit stop Facebook group and the intention of that group was always like you can come here you can have any beliefs you can be Christian who's got a crystal collection you can be full-on woo-woo pagan witchy person you can be anything any whatever yeah. As long as you're interested in these sorts of conversations and you're okay to be respectful towards anybody that's, you know, doesn't think exactly <laughs> yeah, about yeah. all of this stuff. And that group has been, it's, a, it's still a pretty small group, but it has been such a beautiful space. And so many people come in there with their questions and, you know, we've hardly had any drama in that group in in the years and years that it's been been running. But I think for me, like, you know, when these things happen, you have a choice of, like you said, you can either walk away and say, this isn't the path for me, or you can use it to create something better yeah. for the community. And that's what I, that's what I tried to do. And, um, you know, I try to talk all the time now about, you know, you can read tarot however you want to read tarot, as long as it works for you and your clients, you know, yes, as long as yes. you, um, I think one of the most important things for me when I'm reading tarot is just that I have my client's best interest at heart. And -hmm. I think it doesn't matter like how, you know, how many, if you know, all the symbols and the Kabbalah and the, the astrological, like, you know, everything, it doesn't matter if you know that, if you can sit in space with someone Mm -hmm. you can hold that space and you can wish the best for them for the 45 minutes or an hour or however long you're holding that space and you can, you know, pull pull the cards and have conversations with them about what's going on for them, then that's like, you know, I think that's an incredible experience. And um, I think this old school style of reading where it's just like, oh, I just tell them like it is and I don't sugarcoat anything and I just tell them what the cards say and then send them off on their way. Like, I, I don't know. I think we need a little bit more compassion in the community than that. But, hey, that's just how I read. <laughs> well, yeah, and the thing is I think you can be really honest, like, I know that I've gotten with my clients to spaces where like, you know, we're we're being really freaking honest about what needs to change Mm -hmm. or what they might need to really work on. But it's really lovely if you can also give them some practical tools on how they could work with that, you know, like their own practices or their own, um, you know, like help them with that journey. Don't just tell them that they have to go on it. (laughs) I guess it is. You know what I mean? Like telling someone like, you know, it's all it's all bad and you need to just know own your shit is one thing but actually saying look these are some areas that you might really need to work on with your own personality and Mm. if you're on a self-development journey then look how about these resources that might actually be really good for you as part of that like you can do it with empathy and with compassion and in a place that I think for me aligns with my values I know what I would love if I was in that space and I think yeah so I think values and ethics really play a big part in it as well. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. totally agree. Because I, um, I think some people have this idea that, you know, if you're an intuitive reader and you call yourself a light worker and all these things that, you know, you're just fluffy woo-woo and it's just, 
you know, it's not, it's all pointless and it's just like, oh, I'm just going to tell people good things are going to happen. It's like, it's not, not really what, what we do. Like we still, <laughs> we still talk about the hard things. It's just that we like to do it in a way where, you know, it's supportive and compassionate. And, you know, like you said, if people need to make some changes in their life, it's like, you know, let's sit down and talk about that rather than just boom, boom, boom. Here's what you, here's all the things that are wrong with your life. And these are the bad things. And your personality. <laughs> yeah. And off you go. And like, you know, if you want more, you have to come back and pay for another reading. Exactly. Or a healing or a, you know, whatever. So, um, so with you, what is next for you? Like what, what's on, what's in the pipeline coming up? (laughs) This is such a good question because I've been asking myself this, um, myself. Um, yeah, well, I've got a few, I've got a few projects that I'm, working on slash want to be working on but um don't know if I can talk about any of those yet no that's true that's cool um, <laughs> there's also another fiction book that I'm nearly finished the um not the final draft but the first kind of readable draft so hopefully there'll be some more fiction coming out from me at some point soon excellent um, yeah so yeah, and uh, in terms of like my um, my teaching and my offerings, I've kind of been taking a little bit of a break from doing a lot of one-on-one stuff at the moment because I really want to do more writing and I want yeah. to kind of, um, and I think this happens to people when they've been on the, on the journey for a long time. It's like you want to create something that can be useful for more people more easily like you want to create things that it's like, it's like really accessible it's like not everybody yes. needs to come for a one-on-one session you could buy the the witch please book and there's so much in that um you know you could get the deck and work with that um and i've got you know so many things on my on my website i mean i've been creating content for so many years and it's just <laughs> like sometimes i think oh I'm, I'm gonna create a new a new course or something and then i look at all the things i've created and it's like there's already so (laughs) there's so much there already like you know is this the best use of my time um so yeah I think for me like the the future at the moment how I how I want it to look anyway is more books more decks more writing more kind of um you know doing that kind of stuff that makes me happy that sounds like wonderful so then I get into some of these questions and people you know this might be do you consider yourself successful yeah I love this question I love this question so much and I feel like we could talk for hours on this mm-hmm. on this question. Um, I think that the real honest answer to that is yes and no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes and no. Um, and I think, oh gosh, I think in our, um, you know, the kind of the culture that we live in at the moment, it's so difficult to even know what success is. Because mm-hmm. I think we've still got this idea of success is someone who's, you know, written 10 books and, got you know 50,000 followers on Instagram and you know is TikTok you know all these things that we kind of start to look at as signs of success yes I think everybody knows somebody who's got um you know 40,000 followers on Instagram but is still struggling in their business like I know I do I've got 
I know people on there who are, they look really famous on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> when you have a chat with them, they're like, oh, God, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, which is fine because none of us probably know what we're doing, really. And um, some of them have spent heaps of money to get that kind of oh, following that they yeah. thought would then generate a whole lot of sales, but it turns yeah. out that their audience isn't even the people mm. that will be buying for them in the long run. Mm-hmm. So then you've got this problem where you're not getting any reach on the socials because your audience is just too big and there's not enough that are actually interested in the everyday kind of posting so like it can get really messy can't it (laughs) it absolutely can and then you know I know other people on there who've got really small followings who do really well so it's like yeah okay and so you know like all of these these symbols and things that we think is like a sign of sign of success so what do you consider success then because my next question is if you don't think you're successful yet what would success look like just for you in your idea of life and your idea of what you were being able to sit there you know old old Vicks in your rocking chair with your cup of tea looking back on your life going wow I led a successful life what would that look like what's the big dream oh gosh oh um it's such a it's such a great question but I think for me like in those moments where I feel most successful is when I just stop hustling for five minutes and I just I do take a break and I just yeah consciously kind of look at my life and think you know well where am I at right now and what's going well and um you know and I think success is like it's so much more than just work right like I think (laughs) totally right like (laughs) we're so obsessed with this idea of success is you know how many number one books have you had out um and we all know people who are successful at work who have like you know they can't their relationships are a mess or you know they're struggling in so many other areas of their life and I think for me success really has to feel like a holistic kind of experience of you know well I've got friends and I've got you know and it can be really different I remember in Mm. what um four years ago success for me that year was completing the course I'd enrolled in and getting my license at 42 yeah like I don't think anyone around me really understood to me just how much that was like I've kicked every goal I ever wanted. I've got my license and I own my own car. Like it was massive for me in that moment. Do you know what I mean? Like I wanted to shout it from the rooftops, but because to so many other people having a license was a given, Mm. it just, it never really uh, hit other people the way, like they'd look at me and they're like, oh, that's great. Like I got my license when I was 17. (laughs) So it, and I think for a lot of us, that's probably what success in life looks like too. What we've imagined or hoped for or worked towards in our lives could be just a given to someone else. So success is very much from the eyes of us, I think, not from what anyone else is looking at. I love that so much. And I think, um, you know, I think for me, success is really about looking at the, being able to see that I have achieved certain goals, like yes. you said. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, well, I wanted to do, I mean, you know, when I started this business, I never thought I'd have a, a book out with Harper Collins. I never thought I'd do a deck. Like these are, <laughs> these are things that kind of, you know, at some point along the, the journey, it was like, oh yeah, I want to do that. And it became this new kind of, um, this new goal. Like it just started as, well, I just want to get out of teaching. <laughs> it was yeah, like, okay, yeah. I got out of teaching. Cool. Yeah. Like, that's the first, the first part. And then it's like, wow, I'm such a success because, you know, I'm earning as much money now doing running my own business as I was when I was teaching. And teaching. that felt 
like incredible you know yeah. it's like wow I've done it I've made it um and then you're like oh but you know I want 10,000 Instagram followers and then you get there and you're like yeah I've made it and then that lasts for about you know five minutes before you're like oh I wonder when I'm going to get 20,000 yes like, you know, the goalposts keep moving yeah. right? they they really do and yeah. I think sometimes we really have to stop look at where we've come from really value that journey and acknowledge every success along the way because if yeah. we're waiting for the big goal to actually celebrate success we probably won't even enjoy it when we get there yep yeah I absolutely feel I feel that so much because I know I've done that in my in my journey yeah. like I've you know achieved something and just kind of been like, oh yeah cool whatever what's the next thing and then <laughs> it's like you're always wanting more and I don't think that actually is a how it's supposed to feel as a you know successful person that you're constantly wanting more and more and more because you feel like you don't have enough I think that success point for me is um where you can look back and say wow I achieved all of those things that's amazing and these are the things I'm working towards and knowing that you're kind of yes. you're still you feel successful in so many ways but you're also still kind of you know on the journey and there's more that you want to kind of there's more that you want to do and there's more that you want to achieve so I know that in my audience and probably in your audience, there's a whole lot of people who are probably really early in this journey. They might just have started to look into spiritual um, spirituality. They might have just bought their first deck of Oracle cards. They might be in a job that they absolutely hate and wondering how they can get out of it or one that's like totally depleted them emotionally. What advice or um, what information do you wish someone had told you so much earlier? on your path to success and what advice would you like to share with them now? I think there's, um, I think following the nudges is, has definitely been something that has been really helpful for me to just take one step at a time. Because mm -hmm. I know when I wanted to get out of teaching, it was like, oh, I better, you know, come up with a really good, <laughs> really good idea and <laughs> do it overnight, you know. But I think for most of us, it's, um, you know, it takes, it takes time. Like it does take time. And, I don't think um, people realize like how much consistency you need to have to kind of make it happen and then to be able to keep going. Like sometimes I look at my Instagram and you know, people or people are like, oh wow, you got 20 point something thousand followers. It's like, yeah, you've seen the part where it says four thousand and something posts <laughs> my, <laughs> yeah, exactly. on my Instagram. Like this didn't happen overnight. Yeah. You know, other people have, you know, a lot more followers than me and a lot less, um, and a lot less posts than that. You've got um, books and decks now as well, so you'll understand this. And this, um, even when you're published or a publisher, either books or decks, um, there's only so long that they will even be marketing that for you. Yeah. So with that consistency, mm -hmm. like you're literally my dream time in saltwater decks. I've been really lucky. I've been really popular even now, like six, seven years after they launch. But if you look at my Instagram, I share a picture of them nearly every day. Like that consistency, like yeah. a lot of that's come from me. You won't find them being shared many other places. Do you know what I mean? So I think mm -hmm. we really undervalue, I think, just how much work there is, even if it is just a 15-minute post, like, you know, 15 minutes on a social media, that's that consistency. Like it's it's not going to happen overnight and you don't have to do it every day but understand it it will take <laughs> sometimes you know yeah. more than a week <laughs> for you to grow <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and I think the um you know I mean it's like a buzz phrase at the moment like having a side hustle and I think that's really what you 
what you have to do. So I guess the thing is you've got to make sure it's something that you really do want to do. Like you have yeah. to really feel like it's your calling in a way to do yeah. the work because otherwise, you know, you've got, you've got to think like if you're working full time, like I was, I was doing, running my business or trying to get my business up and running, I should say, um, in the evenings after work and yeah. you know, spending all day Saturday sitting there trying to work out how to write a blog post <laughs> and all of these things, you know, like I, for a good couple of years, like I didn't have a social life. I didn't have any extra spare money, like, but it was because it's what I wanted to do. And I think as well, like, you know, we've kind of been in this interesting place with, um, with spirituality where it's, we've been told oh anyone can have a spiritual business and all you need is a deck of cards and a you know good eye for an instagram photo and you can you can make it successful but it's not for everybody it's like you don't just because you're spiritual doesn't mean that you have to do this work as a living maybe yeah. there's something else that's calling you you know maybe it's photography maybe that's why you're why you're being called onto onto the journey you know maybe it's something else i think it's just we have to be really honest with ourselves i think about what it is that we're really passionate about and you know do you feel the calling in your soul to run a spiritual business or do you just hate your job yeah exactly yeah 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 like mine was a little bit of both but it definitely felt like a calling in the sense that I don't really feel like I chose it it just kind of happened I mean I you know, when I got the nudges, oh, do, start a blog, or why don't you do some readings, or, you know, put yourself out there in this way, like, I followed those nudges, but, um, but yeah, it wasn't like, oh, I just want to leave this job and make, make my six-figure, six-figure <laughs> income, so I'm going to be a, a life coach, a spiritual coach. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's got to really, it's got to really light you up, as, yeah, you know, Rebecca Campbell likes to use that phrase. And I quite like that as well. It's got to feel like it's lighting you up because if it doesn't light you up, it's not going to light anybody else up. And I love that. My my business coach is Tash Corbin and she uses, um, I can't wait to see you shine. That's yeah. how she always speaks about her, her clients is I can't wait to see you shine, which is like exactly. such the same idea, you know, that we're these little diamonds that have to eventually show our brilliance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, one last question just because I'm curious, um, is there any particular challenge that you've faced in your business that you feel was pivotal for you sticking on this path and being successful on this path? I feel like that's every day. Yeah. <laughs> every day. It's like, um, I think, you know, one of the biggest challenges I'm facing now is the change of the landscape. Yeah. Like we, when we started out, like, well, I know you've been doing it for longer than I have, but when I kind of started out and I was getting on Instagram and YouTube and doing all of these things, it felt like it wasn't that difficult to get some engagement. It wasn't that difficult to kind of start to get seen and, and get your. It's really saturated. Um, it's I know that with so much. Facebook, for example, I used to be part of quite a big like group. There was a group of us um, Australian um, witches or Australian creative. Uh, I, I think it was called um, Creative Witchery was the group that we were in. And we'd have like regular um, online markets, we called it, on Facebook, where a whole group of us would um, post on our pages, you know, and we'd sell our offerings and our products and stuff. And those were massive. You would have like two, 3,000 people come and engage in those markets. And like I'm struggling to get 100 engagement currently on anything I do on Facebook. <laughs> 
yeah it's so have you noticed that like the 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 group stuff like where you're actually supporting other people and really sharing and each other's stuff and it just doesn't get anywhere near the the reach that it used to on Facebook yeah yeah I used to do a lot of those competitions as well where you'd get together with you know 10 other people on Instagram and you'd be like oh just follow everybody and you can win a prize and like they just tank now oh totally there's so many things that used to work really well and now it's just like I mean, and then they're like, oh, well, you got to post reels like 10 times a day, make a reel 10 times a day, and then you'll get your engagement back. And then you try doing that and it's like, mm, it's not really doing anything. So yeah, I kind of feel like this is a bit of a pivotal moment because I'm seeing a lot of people leave the, the, um, the community, like a lot of people who've been readers or healers for a long time. They're just like, I don't, like I'm creating all this, this content for social media and like a handful of people are seeing it and it's doing nothing. So, yeah, kind of I'm in this really, which I think many of us are in this space now where we're like, what's the next thing? Like, how do we, um, you know, how do we stay doing relevant, stay relevant, relevant when it's changing so much? And I think that's I I personally think that that's really um, I get excited about that because Mm. that also means that we have the opportunity to be that or to create that ourselves, like as a community to find what it is where we can make sure that all of our peoples are coming together and they're getting that support and engagement that we need. So I'm kind of excited about that. I've got a daughter who's a techie and I'm like, so what kind of apps can we make? <laughs> That's cool. That's yeah, really yeah. cool. But yeah, yeah, I feel like we're just at this really kind of pivotal time where I think what we're going to see is, well, I think what we're already seeing is there's like, you know, a certain amount of people who do have those, you know, million million plus TikTok followers or whatever and they're doing quite well at the moment and then you know some of us are like I don't know how to use TikTok I don't know what's happening here Um, you know we're trying to stay relevant but it's like I can't go on TikTok and do TikTok dances like every I'm 46 my kids won't even let me dance in the lounge room (laughs) I'm just not going to be able to do that um but one thing I've been kind of doing a lot of lately is I've been going back to blogging yeah, and I've just been like, you know, because the, the blog is a blog is such a beautiful thing because it's like it's just there forever and people can still find it. So I have posts that I wrote like four years ago that are still my most successful posts because people yeah. are searching for those things all of the time. Um, so, yeah, I kind of feel like at some point all of this Instagram stuff is just going to like. It's going to stop work. I mean, it's already stopped, well, stopped working for so a, many of us. Well, you're a teacher as well, so you would understand what this exactly is. What I've wondered is with so many things becoming visualised, as in Reels, TikToks, like this idea that we have to have some kind of video content, which is audio and visual, there's a whole section of learners who read who need to read, who need to read a book, a blog, a post, and that's how they learn. So it doesn't matter how many videos you throw at them, they won't stay connected with your content if that's their learning process. So um, I do feel that the more saturated we get with the one kind of, of social media posts, the more likely there is for a different audience to be being generated because they just it's not going to work for them. Yeah. 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 Also, um... I also think about, you know, my own mental health when I've been on those, when I've been scrolling for too long. You get on TikTok <laughs> and you're just like on TikTok, it's like, look at this, look at that. And it's like, it's just like, if you have any sensory issues, I don't know how you spend any time on there. It's just like, you just, it's like you're just bombarded with other people's energies and opinions and ideas. And 
like at some point I think we're all going to kind of take a step back and realize wow our mental health has really suffered these last like <laughs> 10 years like yeah. Time. yeah maybe we should you know have a break I keep seeing this vision of like all these kind of um like retreat centers where you put your phone in at the at the door and you and just sit. yeah exactly more yeah, of those like, kind of spaces might be exactly where we need to go fix more yeah. of those in-person mm -hmm. spaces with community where we we set some boundaries and we actually just enjoy that being yeah. pausing yeah. yeah I just kind of feel like there's um you know I think people like us who you know we've obviously got the call to stick around like I'm I'm not gonna leave the, I'm not gonna stop doing the work but I do think there's gonna be different ways that we're called to do it kind of moving forward so yeah it's a really it's a really interesting time and it's um it's a challenge to navigate it for sure well thank you so much for joining me today for our chat I've really enjoyed it and I I just love what you're doing and I really hope that anyone listening to today's podcast will you know get some stuff out of it about you know how they in their life can maybe look at you know, being brave and following those nudges if they're getting them and, and just understanding that it will be a journey step by step, day by day. And, and don't limit yourself with where you think it's going to take you because obviously yours has taken you a whole lot further than you first imagined. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun to just have this conversation. So thanks. Love you. Bye.